Week three for the 0-2 Bengals. Time to get right. Can they do it against the New York Jets? Let's break it down. You are Locked On Bengals, your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What up, Bengals fans, and welcome to another episode of the Lockdown Bengals podcast. I'm your host, Jake Lisko. He's your host, James Rapine. We're part of the Lockdown Podcast Network here on Lockdown Bengals, covering your team every day, free and available everywhere you get your podcasts and on YouTube. We appreciate all of you who subscribe, who follow, who have rung the bell, and who make us your first listen. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet online is where the game starts. And James, before we dive into matchups and predictions, and well, I know you gave your prediction on crossover Thursday. No, uh, I'm going to bring the heat with the prediction today. So stay tuned for that. It's coming. It, it's great. It's fire. It's if if you notice the chill in the air in Cincinnati on Thursday, well, it's going to warm you right up, and it's going to feel like summer on the first day of fall. Don't you worry. Starting starting to cool off there. Hey, uh, the the Bengals. Uh, get a bit of an injury update here yeah. is, is where I wanted to go. Jermaine Pratt goes from did not participate to limited participant in practice with his knee injury. Lyle Collins remains a non-participant in practice, but that is an update that we'll get to in just a second. Hayden Hurst upgraded from limited to full. Devin Asiasi also uh, full go in practice. So while Drew Sample will probably be hitting the IR here uh, sometime in the near future, Devin Asiasi and Hayden Hurst both should be ready to go this week. But the big update is around Lel Collins, who didn't practice again, but it doesn't sound like his game status is too much in doubt, especially when you think about how gun-shy Zach Taylor has been since the A.J. Green saga a few years ago about predicting players coming back to games. Seemed relatively confident in Collins' status for Sunday. Yeah, I expect Lyle Collins to play on Sunday. Now, will he be 100%? Will he be 57%? I'm not sure. Here's what I know. And look, I I know he hasn't played up to snuff, uh, up to expectations. But he has been dealing with a back issue. And what has Bengal Sand said? What have you said? What Joe Goodberry said? What did all these film gurus say? Man, he looks stiff. And so hopefully... Rest is exactly what can cure that a little bit. And literally, maybe they, they, they looked at him and said, let's get him rest for a couple of days and we'll get him back Friday. We'll make sure he knows the game plan and everything, and, and hopefully he can be good to go. So uh, it's a big week for Lyle Collins. It's a big week for the Bengals. Barring a setback, I do think he, set, uh, he uh, suits up on Sunday against the Jets. Yeah, and from the Jets side of things, Corey Davis showing up on Thursday as a limited participant in practice for the first time this week after he had no injury notation at all earlier in the week. George Fant still limited. John Franklin Myers goes from DNP to limited. CJ Uzama uh, remains limited. Quinnen Williams remains limited. Those are the, the most important ones. Jordan Whitehead also on the list. Zach Wilson also on the list. Those, I think, Zach Wilson's not playing in this game, so it doesn't really matter. But uh, I I know CJ is going to want to get back for his revenge game. And John Franklin, Myers, Corey Davis, George Fant, Quinn Williams, I would guess right now these guys are going to play. I haven't seen a whole lot of doubt about any of them, but Corey Davis showing up 
on the injury report midweek could paint a little bit of could cast a little bit of doubt on his status. So that that would be the one I think that would be most relevant to watch for the Bengals, but the Jets seem to me to be relatively speaking pretty healthy coming into this game. And so those injuries should not play a huge factor this week. No, I, I don't expect them to. And, and good. Look, I, the Bengals, it, they're relatively healthy outside of Drew Sample. And Devin Asiasi will obviously get the call there as the third tight end. And, and I, I think it's going to be kind of interesting to see how they use him and balance him with Mitch Wilcox. They certainly have different skill sets. Um, so we'll see there. But both teams relatively healthy. Joe Flacco looking like elite Joe Flacco down the stretch last week. That's and, right. Uh, you know, let all the debate shows. And, and so we'll, we'll get to how the defense matches up. But this is this should be a fun one, Jake. And uh, to me, as we – I guess we should start talking about the offense. That's where we always start. And that's who deserves the attention right now with how they're playing. 37 points in two weeks. I, I don't know – who would have predicted that? Certainly not me. I would have said 67. I'd have said they'd been firing on all cylinders. Joe Burrow throws it all over the Steelers, and they run all over the Steelers. And, and then the, the week following, and so anyways, I'm not going to look back. I'm going to look forward. Can this offense score a first-half touchdown? <laughs> like, what, like I went from 30 a game to, all right, can they score a first-half touchdown? And so that's where I'm at. Will they be able to find the end zone? Will Jamar Chase do the gritty? Will Joe Burrow flex on them? Will we get something like that? And let's not even say the first half because they better score. They better score a first-half touchdown. Can they do that on their opening drive? Can they drive down the field? Because they've had good opening drives, ending in field goals, right? I, I believe so. Did they do that in Pittsburgh? Against Pittsburgh, they did, right? The first drive was a pick six. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. So no. The answer. It was the answer. Sorry. Yeah. It was the answer to that. It was seven to three after that. They did respond, though. But yeah, that's right. Pick six. Oh, happy 2022. Anyways. <laughs> that's right. Oh, good God. Yeah. That feels like an eternity ago, by the way. That game felt like three games. Um, point is, is they haven't been awful on their first full drive outside of the first two pass plays of the season. So can they just finish it this time with a touchdown? I think that's the 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 real question and, and one of the questions for this offense. Obviously, we could talk about pass production, and we will. But can they just get off to a good start so they have some confidence yeah. and it's not Burrow slouched over, and I'm not mocking him, looking at the the tablet and just trying to figure out what the defense is doing to either confuse him or slow yep. him down or take away the receivers. Because that's what I've seen. I've seen as much of that as I've seen touchdowns in the first two weeks. And, and Jay Morrison over at The Athletic has a great by-drive breakdown of Joe Burrow and this offense while Joe Burrow has been quarterbacking it. On drives one and two of the game, Joe Burrow's yards per attempt are full yard and a half lower than any other drive in the game. 6.4 versus, generally speaking, eight or higher in his career, he's thrown one touchdown pass in the first two drives of a game in his career out of 56 drives. Six interceptions out of 56 drives. Highest interception rate per drive out of any drive in the game. The offense on the whole, seven touchdowns, 13 field goal attempts. That is the fewest touchdowns they have scored on a per-drive basis for drives throughout games. And the, the, the field goal rate 
you know, is fine. It is what it is, but you want those to be touchdowns on, on drives three to four, five and six, generally pretty consistent over eight yards per attempt, over 10 touchdowns, just a couple of picks again, 56 drives each 18 touchdowns, 16 touchdowns. The, the slow starts are evident in the stats and it's not, you know, just the offense or just Zach Taylor or whatever. It's this whole team that seems to need time to figure out what's going on and make those adjustments, which is why I think this week you've heard them say, we need to adjust quicker. We need to, we need to make those adjustments on the fly to help us. And, you know, there, there's some concerning quotes like Jamar Chase saying we weren't necessarily expecting all this cover two so early after they spent all offseason talking about we know we're going to have to play differently. I don't know when they thought it was going to come, uh, but it might not this week. And, and that's something we can talk about, too. But certainly getting off to a fast start has been a trend for for Joe Burrow's career, and it really needs to change. And it seems that they're focused on it this week. Yeah, they, they, they need to start fast. And I, I do. Shocker want to talk a little bit more about the offense since we spent some time uh, on injury. So let's do that coming up next. But I have to tell you about Brightco, because if you're looking for the ultimate insurance, the ultimate backup plan, when you buy that engagement ring, which if you buy an engagement ring, the first thing you should do is go to Brightco and get that bad boy insured. What is Brightco? Well, it's the jewelry insurance that's going to make sure you get a replacement or full value for your chain, whether it's a hot take chain, whether it's those diamond earrings, regardless of what it is. If you're Lyle Collins with those big earrings you got, you're Jamar Chase with the chain, Joe Mixon, or just a Locked On Bengals listener, you got to go to bright.co forward slash locked on. It literally takes two minutes to get insured and to get that peace of mind. It's the fastest and easiest and cheapest way to cover your butt so go there now, bright.co forward slash locked on. We're going to stay on the offense here, James. And yeah, I know man. you had some other thoughts. I have some other thoughts as well. And, okay. and there, there are like two big reasons that I'm looking at this. Well, more than two, but two that I'm ready to talk about as to why I think this can be a bounce back game for the offense. But I know you had something you wanted to get to. So shoot, shoot, shoot your shot. Well, First things first, uh, uh, in uh, yeah, I saw the Jamar. You're talking about Ben Baby talked with Jamar Chase. Um, the, the quote about the cover two stuff. Yeah, I, I have no idea how they couldn't expect it, and I think they well, were they, expecting they, it. I, they I talked I, about it so much, and so I, I think what it is is Jamar's been asked the same question 52 times, and he just gave a different answer. The reality yeah. of it. And I'm not saying Jamar's wrong or Ben's because Ben's doing his job and Jamar said the quote. I, but the reality is their cover two beaters have not worked for whatever reason, whether it's the protection, whether it's the receivers, whether it's Joe Burrow, whether it's the communication, whether it's this, that, this. I don't care. It fix it mm-hmm. and fix it now. It, that's it. I don't want to be talking about how the Jets, who you're right, not anticipating a ton of it, but let's just say, could you imagine? Hey, man, Jets running that Tampa too. You, you ready for this breakdown? All right, this six, is relevant. Six, six let, points in the first half. It's 21-6. Joe Flacco and Garrett Wilson went crazy. We let, can't solve the Tampa two. Let me I'm going to bang in. my head against the wall if that happens. Go ahead. 
The the Jets have run a middle of field close coverage, which is cover one or cover three since the beginning of 2021. So under Robert Salah, 57.8% of the time. They've run cover two 16 times total, 1.3% of the time. Now, if they're going to, if teams are going to treat the Bengals differently, this is the litmus test. Does Robert Salah entirely change what his defense does this week because of the the blueprint that he maybe has seen for the first two weeks that that is the real litmus test for this idea and and honestly given what you've seen the past two weeks if you're the Bengals, you should be such an expert now in how to beat it and burrow should feel so damn confident you want to do that well i'm fighting hayden hurst right here you want to do that well boys just not even just the last two weeks, like his entire life and these coaches' entire lives. Like, like we've said, cover two is not new. And how to beat Tampa two is not new. It's They've got to execute. They've got to get the details right. And for whatever reason it is, James, like you said, if it's play calling, if it's receivers, if it's a quarterback, if it's protection, it, it's got to get right. And I would say a lot of it is a protection because cover two gets hard to beat when the other team is getting pressure with four. That's what and, makes cover two challenging. And what I think could be interesting, do the Jets roll out? And a little cover too early. See how the Bengals, see if it slows the Bengals down. They could always go back to their bread and butter and say, all right, we, we did it for a drive. They went down and scored a touchdown. Let's go back to our bread and butter. And so there's a lot of strategy involved here. And how much are the Bengals preparing for what they've seen from the Jets versus what they've seen the past two weeks? So, yeah. And, and to me, this game does come down to that because the defense, I think, is going to be solid. But I don't anticipate the the Jets just turning the ball over 52 times. Can this offense be anything close to the offense that we expected? That's that's the bottom line. They shouldn't be stopped, by the way. The same way the Bills couldn't be stopped by the Titans. Same way the Chiefs, uh, you know, even when they were getting stopped by the Chargers, they just found a way to make plays. And Travis Kelsey gets body slammed and they still make plays. That's the bar for this team. And we're talking about the Jets. So this offense should make plays. Yeah, the other reason that I'm a little bit more optimistic this week is that the Jets don't have the pass rush that we've seen the previous two weeks. There's no TJ Watt. There's no Micah Parsons. There's no – I know Carl Lawson is there. There's no atomic bomb coming off the edge. Mm -hmm. They, They do have Quentin Williams, and he is going to be a problem on the inside. I'm sure he'll make some plays. He's very good. We 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 saw what happened right with Jeffrey Simmons and the Titans last year. And there's a blueprint between the Titans game and and the Cowboys game with all the stunts they run. And if the, the Jets can get prepared and run those things and not not something that we've had time to, that I've had time personally to scout, not something we talked about in our crossover, but the Jets just don't, don't have the pass rushing threats of the Cowboys and the Steelers. And so mm-hmm. between their preferences and coverage and their their pass rush productivity and their pass rushing players these are these are the recipes that i'm looking for for the bengals to bounce back they do have some really good players in that secondary mm-hmm. sauce gardner and and uh their free agent acquisition reed. dj, DJ reed are, are both really good players and, and reed's had a fantastic start to the season so the, the receivers could be challenged but for, for burrow you know he he's gone against good secondaries before and he knows how to beat them but he has a harder time against cover too and and so we'll see what they get this week we'll see if the receivers can 
play a little bit better. We'll see if Burrow can play a little bit better. But I, I think these two big statistical trends and and just uh, preferences from a style perspective, the way the Jets are constructed, are, are a couple things that I'm looking at that that should tilt things a little bit more in the offense's favor than what they've seen the last two weeks. Hopefully, and and we'll get to more on the offense when. I drop a prediction in 10 minutes or so. Uh, let, let's switch gears, talk about this defense a little bit, because I think they've played okay. I think they've played okay. It's a passing grade, you know, B, B plus, slightly above average. There's no splash plays against bad quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. And if if teams are going to be conservative, even though you're down, if teams are going to be conservative, you got to find a way to make a play. And so what I'm curious about, one – starting fast on defense too because you can't go down 14 nothing on the road or 14 to 3 on the road because Cooper Rush and Tony Pollard are going to go on 12 play drives and then run for 50 plus yards. These Jets skill players are legit, man. Like I I like I like Michael Carter and Brees Hawes at tandem in the backfield. I, I like Garrett Wilson who I mentioned earlier. I loved Elijah Moore in the draft. We talked about him. We didn't talk about Wilson. I liked Wilson in the draft. We just didn't talk about him because it was irrelevant to the Bengals. Mm-hmm. Um Corey Davis was someone once upon a time, but you know it's it, that time has passed. He's still a solid player, though. Overall, I think they have weapons. I think they're going to move the ball a bit. I think they're going to to score points. Now, are they going to score thirty like last week? No, not unless the Bengals just really crumble. But I also don't expect the Bengals to hold this this team to ten points. You know, when they're at home, and, and so I, I think getting off to a, a good start, a quick start overall and you could say it any week but i think it matters especially this week after the jets were flying high it's really key to kind of take some wind out of their sails literally after what they did last week against cleveland in the final two minutes yeah you want a game script that goes similarly to what cleveland got where the jets do have to put it in joe flacco's hands but you want to finish the game i mean the similar to the bengals i I think the Browns, I know they got a strip sack from Jadavion Clowney last week. Jadavion Clowney is closer to Sam Hubbard than than Browns fans might want to admit from a pass rushing perspective. Trey Hendrickson not having the start to the season that we want. So Trey Hendrickson, can you be a better pass rusher this week than DJ Reader? Can you make some noise going against George Fant over there who struggled? Can BJ Hill bounce back from a tough time against Zach Martin where DJ reader admittedly had the better matchups against Matt Farniok. Just got to get that name in one last time of the uh, Dallas Cowboys. It's a ghost that's haunting our past. Go ahead. And, and Elijah Vera Tucker, another good right guard here, but Lake and Tomlinson off to a rough start, especially as a pass protector for the jets. Can, can they get some pressure? Can they rattle Joe Flacco who hasn't been putting the ball in danger? This is something Hit that we talked about. And Hit him, damn it. Yeah, he's not moving, man. He, he's he's not moving the way that Mitch Trubisky is. And, well, let's test to see if he's as fearless as Cooper Rush was. Because if you're going to credit Cooper Rush for anything, it's that he stood in that pocket, took some hits, and delivered some passes accurately. More to talk about in this game where, where the Bengals' defense is on the field, I think, before we get to those predictions to wrap things up. And that's where we'll go coming up next. But first, a word from Bet Online, because if you want to wager on Sunday's game and the Bengals' significant favorites, you can at Bet Online right now. Maybe you want props, over-unders on Jamar Chase's receiving yards, Joe Burrow's passing yards. You can do that 
maybe you want to buy when the getting's good. Bengals 0-2 going all the way back to the big game, winning the AFC, maybe winning it all. You could do that and so much more in one spot. Bet online. It's your number one source for all things football betting, whether it's college football, the NFL, and it's not just football, of course. They got Major League Baseball, NBA futures, boxing, MMA, golf. Go there now. I've used them. I've won money. I've wagered a ton and won. You can do the same at Bet Online, where the game starts. Yeah, I just want to wrap up on the defense here a little bit. We we talked yeah, about sure. the the way that they need to probably also get off to a better start. I, I think the pressuring Flacco it matters with what he is at this point in his career. Really, throughout his career, you get pressure to Joe Flacco. Generally, things are going to go well. Not a mobile quarterback, but. In addition to that, we, we you mentioned this, James. The splash plays aren't there. This has been a good, solid, disciplined defense. The secondary has taken to finding each other nominal amounts uh, for dropping interceptions, and I think they had three contributions to, to that, at least three contributions to that collection pool last week. The, the splash plays need more of them. The need to create more negative plays for bad opposing offenses and – even though this team, Joe Flacco, like I said in the crossover, found Grant Delpit to pick on over and over, and the Jets can do certain things if they go to 12 personnel and they get uh, Garrett Wilson matched up in the slot against receivers, hey, maybe that's not an opportunity for Dax Hill this week to, to come out in a, in a base defense in a three-safety set to get manned up on Garrett Wilson in the slot. Or maybe Lou Rumo. This isn't the time. Luana Rumo making a, a long statement about why Dax Hill isn't playing yet. And part of that is uh, the confidence of his young players. But finding those splash plays, whether it's it's Jesse Bates or Cheeto or Mike Hilton or Von Bell or Logan Wilson, in addition to getting that in, in stepping up that pressure, which this is a third subpar offensive line, the Bengals will have faced on paper. And, and the production hasn't been there. So looking for those things this week as we have the last two weeks as potential difference makers on Sunday. Yeah, we're talking nine quarters now if you want to go back to a game mm-hmm. in February, right, of where you needed to get a pressure, you needed to get a big play. Well, there's an overtime you, you too. Just, you, you just end that. Oh, yeah, that's true. So you're talking 10 quarters. Uh, you know, Let's be honest here. In the defense – one big play. And they had a couple they, – they've been close. And so that's what the thing is, is the dam might break. It might break this weekend, and it might be crazy, and hopefully so, because I think everybody needs it. I think everybody just needs to exhale like Joe Burrow once. Guess what, What Joe? Everyone's still holding their breath because you're 0-2. You can't exhale until you get a win. Mm-hmm. you, you got to freaking win a game first. And I'm not knocking him, but that's the part. I don't blame any fans that are like – I don't know how I'm supposed to breathe right now. How are you? You're 0-2. You get to 0-3, you got like a 2% chance of making the postseason. Two. That's that's ridiculous. That's just two more touchdowns than they've scored in the first half of – oh, my God, how bad has this offense been? All right, is it time for me to to dive into this prediction, Jake? Yeah, the the last note I'll throw out there is that there there are a number of advanced stat people that do various things to say, you know, expected – points expected points allowed the Bengals reality has underperformed some of the underlying strength of their play 
and some of that is the the swingy plays and some of that is you know conversions here first team by the way ever i learned today to lose on the last play of the game in the first two weeks of the season so just some trends that feel unsustainable yes they're zero and two they're very close to not being zero and two sometimes this is the nature of the nfl and if they want to prove that they're not this zero and two team well that that starts this week will they do it james they will do it and and they're going to do it for a few reasons one let's just paint the disaster right and but why? i thought the dis- no no just hear me out because okay. the last time you were in cincinnati was week 4 last year and the first half was exactly that it was a disaster it was ring of honor night and the jacksonville jaguars just kicked the crap out of the bengals and what happened joe burrow went into a phone booth and said, get the hell out of my way. I'm going to win this game. We are not going to drop this game. And that's what he did. And so when I look at this game, if the disaster happens and they get off to a slow start and the crowd at MetLife Stadium is going crazy and Garrett Wilson's dancing again because he just scored and fantasy footballers are like, yeah, that's why we started the rookie. And Joe Flacco looks like, is he elite? Next up on first take, and you're envisioning 2012, Stephen A. Smith talking about it again. I think that's what's going to happen. I think he's going to take his breath. He's going to go into the phone booth, and he's going to put the cape on. Maybe he does it from the jump. But the scenarios I look at, there's the scenario where they get off to the fast start, they're firing on all cylinders. There's the scenario where the the turnovers, the dam breaks, and, and the, the defense just wins the game because they just play better and, and force a couple more turnovers that they haven't been able to force the first couple of weeks and get some pressure. There's the, oh, the offense finds itself because the Jets just don't play cover two. There's the, oh, well, they solve the cover two. Or, and this is the part, Burrow says, well, damn it, I'm the best player on either team and I'm putting the cape on. And I I just, I think one of those happens. Could disaster happen for four quarters or at the end and they lose? It could, of course they could lose. And, And I'm much more uneasy about this game than I would have been two weeks ago. At the same time, the Bengals have never been, and it's only been two seasons, but they were really, really bad in 2020. Not a good roster. Guess what? They didn't fall to 0-3. They went on the road, and they battled a Philly team that had a lot more talent than they did on paper. And they ended up tying, and there's a lot of game management stuff that went into that that could have been a win. Anyways, I think uh, I think they find a way here. And I had the Bengals 27-20. I've seen the line move a little bit, so it depends. Make sure you go to bet online to check that. But the Bengals are going to win this game 27-20. Maybe it's 27-13 late and the the Jets score. They're going to get close to that 30-point mark. And I don't know exactly how it's going to go. It'd be much, much easier, and and it would get rid of some anxiety for fans everywhere if they would just get off to a fast start. I'm not sure if that's going to happen. But I think the you-can't-zero-me Joe Burrow will save the Bengals' season if it comes to that and they find a way to win at MetLife and improve to 1-2 and on the season. Yeah, Joe Burrow getting right would go a long way. Finding some of those big-time throws, taking care of the football, the offense getting just on track. And, hey, look, if if 
Sal is going to run out there with his middle of the field closed defenses and not copy what has worked against this Bengals offense. And that's where this could be a massive game for the offense. If Salah does remember last year, we gave Wink Martindale a hard time with the Ravens because he just kept trying to do the same stuff and he just kept mm-hmm. getting torched over and over and over. If you're stubborn, then then that sets you up, I think, for a bit of disaster. You're right, James. The line moving toward the Bengals, perhaps a, another large bet placed on the Bengals. I know that started to move the line in, in each of the last two weeks, I think, if you're one of the people that keeps up on that sort of thing. But from a football perspective, my, my question is, can they get right? This has several indicators of a get-right game. And I'm not saying that they will because it's really hard to have that kind of braggadocious confidence about this team right now. But there are ingredients here for it to happen. Yes, they need to account for John Franklin Myers and Quinnen Williams and Carl Lawson, and they need to deal with Garrett Wilson and potentially Elijah Moore and Corey Davis and these running backs. And it's a football game to be played. Joe Flacco's on a heater. You never know what's going to happen. I talked about it in the crossover. It's it's a real 11-player team sport, and the nature of that sport has shown. But the Bengals have these stars and these expectations, which they're embracing. And given that, this, this will be a great time to show that they're going to live up to that or show that promise mm-hmm. again. And if they don't, we're talking about a lost season, potentially, in week mm-hmm. three. And, and nobody yep. wants to go there. No, no, I don't want to go there. I want to go the other way. And and so I'll end positive note here. Joe Burrow throws, just for those wondering about prop bets, for 300-plus, fire him up in all of your fantasy lineups. I got three touchdowns for Joey B. Uh, who knows? Maybe we see him do the gritty. I'm, I'm not sure. It might go crazy. <laughs> it, it might go wild at MetLife. I think this team... They, they want to have a little fun. They need to have a little fun. I think they have it. I think this offense comes together a bit. Two McPherson field goals, three touchdowns for Burrow. They get to one and two, and we're talking about a huge week, short week against the Miami Dolphins, who I think will lose to Buffalo. Yeah, that'll be a, that'll be a fun game to talk about as well. We'll be back on Sunday after the game with all your takeaways and hopefully a win. Hopefully a win. This team could very well be talking about 3-0 and to start the season. Instead, they're scraping for a win and trying to get some of that credibility back in the eyes of their fans and certainly everybody falling over themselves in the national media to say what the Bengals should be doing differently. And I guess that's what happens when you're 0-2 off a Super Bowl. Until next time, Bengals fans, thanks for listening to the Lockdown Bengals podcast. Hootay, and have a good one.